Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Silver Screens and Politics. My name is Brett Stewart, and joining me, as always, my wonderful co-host, my partner in crime, Dominic Chikoki. How you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? See, my voice is like trembling because I just watched this movie like minutes ago. <laughs> minutes ago, just I trembling with emotion. This. I'm trembling with frustration. Okay, that's so, also emotion. That's an emotion, and I feel like that's the only emotion you can have after this movie. And I think it's fair to say, before we introduce this film, that we might be within like couple thousand people ever see this. Maybe, probably, like realistically, aside from the people who like made the movie. I mean, unless there's just a surge of people being like, hey, this is on the Microsoft store. What's it like? All right. Let's talk about the bystander theory. All right, Dominic, tell me about the bystander theory and why we picked it for silver screens and politics. So this one is more of a story. Um, yes. Yes, it is. It could we... loosely be described as a story. Brett and I, my co-host, were at a video store here in Chicago, and we were just looking around at stuff, and you know, DVDs, records, CDs, whatever. And I just happened to look in the uh, the new arrival section, and this DVD was there. And there's a picture of JFK on the cover, and we were planning this show. So I was like, "Huh, I hadn't heard of this. It is JFK, and it seems to be talking about the assassination, so it's probably relevant." Yeah, we'd never heard of this film prior to this. Neither of us have. And I did research finding films for this. Yeah, and this was a very obscure diamond in the rough, but I don't I feel I feel physically repulsed calling it a diamond. Um <laughs> it's more just like a turd hidden in the woods. Um <laughs> Yeah, pick the right tree. Right, exactly. Now what first of all I find it particularly uncomfortable that this was in a new arrival section at a used DVD store because that means two things. A, somebody owned this recently enough to have traded it into that DVD store, and B, they bought it. We assume. We Do you think they just like, do you think it was one of those things where they gave them a giant box and then there were a couple duds in there? This is most certainly one of them, so they just said keep it. Or this could be someone like they worked for the film and they got a DVD copy and they were like, oh, this isn't useful for my reel. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> this isn't useful in my life anymore. Dude, but, but like, why did the DVD store buy it? Like, that's what I want to know. We're calling because, you out, Reckless Records. Or was it the, the exchange. exchange? It was uh, the exchange. I, I don't remember which one. I think I might have been Reckless. I don't know. One of those two in Chicago did this. It was Reckless. I remember you walking over to me. Okay. I digress. But um, like realistically though it's so obscure that i feel like stuff like this is like like the stuff they thrive on like it, indie record stores yeah like you know the obscure movies that like they ooh. probably didn't know it was that bad no but like you know it looks really professional like the cover of it it doesn't look like low it rent. does have a really nice stock fo- stock footage image of jfk that and like, i don't think they have the rights to use and like the back of it looks pretty like like a standard dvd like yeah what does that award say on the back Top right. <laughs> Winner uh Silver Ace Award at the Las Vegas Film Festival. What does that mean? Silver Ace? Does that mean like honor like honorary mention? I mean silver usually is second. Okay, silver ace. So like the second category of things? Sure. Sure. Like the, <laughs> like 
as, as we've talked about, like film festivals sometimes seem to be a little looking at you, veteran film festival. <laughs> I think it was a GI film festival. But oh, the was, GI film festival, right? Some of them they're like lacking maybe in content, or maybe they just don't have enough like right. things to watch. So they kind of do what they can. Yeah, yeah. So, this is this was in a thing, and people apparently saw it. So it's, uh, presumably, some people probably saw it at the festival. Probably I, not a great many. I do like the fact that on the back it says "inspired by actual people and events," which makes absolutely no sense. Now, to give a little rundown for our listeners that are unfamiliar with the bystander theory, it which came of course out you are, in which of course you are. Like, who are we kidding? It came out in 2013, the 50th anniversary. Of the assassination of JFK. Better yet, who was the production company that made this film? I'll tell you. Tell me. It was Six Four Films LLC. Oh yes. Oh, and so of course. Tasteless. And yeah, if any JFK assassination buff knows that the sixth floor is a reference to the floor of the Texas School Book Depository where Lee Harvey Oswald apparently shot JFK. Apparently, and that's what this film gets into. Uh, after inheriting a home from a grandparent she never knew, a woman must unravel her family's mysterious past and their secret link to the assassination of an American president, directed by Tony Zavaleta, and as we learn this evening, basically starring his wife. Well, you assume or it's sister. his wife. Her or sister. sister. Or Mulder, you don't know. There's some sort of... Oh, is that her? Wendy? Wendy Zavaleta, yeah. Okay. But... There are a couple interesting uh, cast members. Yeah, really just one kind of, I guess. But, well, but yeah. tell us. Tell us about this cast. Well, okay. I'll start with the one that you recognize, Brett. Uh, Brad Leland is in this film, and he plays like a shock jock. Uh, they call him Shame. He's like a Rush Limbaugh, Alex Jonesy type guy. But he's not an asshole. I feel he's like, like we should a, yeah. preface that whenever you compare him to two like, other complete he is, assholes. He's kind of the hero in a way of the film. He totally is. Like he's he, like the best guy. Like she's supposed to be the protagonist, the woman who inherits his house from her grand from her granddad. But he's the only one you're gonna like in this movie. Like he, he's the one who does stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Brad Leland is like the dad in Friday Night Lights, and you know, yes. he's just kind of here and there. And one around. of the dads. He's not. He's not the main dad. One, but like, he's one of the dads. One of the dads in Friday Night Lights, and he was also in such famous films as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Deepwater Horizon, and Hancock. Because remember, Hancock was a thing. He was an executive in Hancock, which probably meant it was during the PR sequence. But whatever. Um, and then the other one, I don't know the uh, how you pronounce the Damien. name exactly. Damien. Damien Clark. Damien Clark, who is more famous as the voice of Cell in Dragon Ball Z and Handsome Jack in Borderlands. So this is one of those rare moments where a voice actor in anime and games gets to star in something, which I'm sure was something he really wanted to do. Yeah. And I'm sure, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm guessing that's probably like his buy-in was like, I need to branch out and I need to try other things. So One would imagine. One would imagine. So now, they, <laughs> they came up to him. He's like, here, we got this drama free to star in. Okay, go. <laughs> so essentially what this movie is, uh, we are going to delve into spoilers on this film because frankly, come on. You're not going like, to watch it. You're not going to watch it. The, and if you do watch it, please oh, write us. Oh, please. Well, like, tell them where you can find it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay so dominic usually has dvd copies of our films yeah that's like the which thing. you received again from that from that used store right uh we were looking for me for me to get a copy of this 
and because we usually watch the movie separately. We didn't do that today because of time constraints, but typically we do. And I tried to find it on Amazon Video. You can't buy it or rent it. I tried to find it on Netflix, Hulu, Vudu, uh, everything. It is nowhere to be found, not even digitally to rent or buy. Except. Except on the Microsoft Store, which can really only be used on the website really poorly or through an Xbox. And I'm sure that's how everyone buys their movies digitally. Of course. Everyone buys movies from the Microsoft Store. And this is probably a revelation for 90% of our listeners, including myself, that you can buy movies on the Microsoft Store. And I say that as somebody who we literally just watched the DVD copy of this on an Xbox. And again, that's pretty much an Xbox exclusive digital movie. Basically at that point. And here's what I can't figure out. It's unlikely that Microsoft paid them for any exclusivity on this, which means when digitally distributing this movie, for some reason, they were like, eh, just the Microsoft store. Oh, is it that, or is it that the only place that would take it? There's some bad, We've there's some awful stuff in the Amazon Video Store and on Netflix. True. You can get pretty much anything on Amazon Video. And it was the 50th anniversary, I guess. So yeah, it's like the Kindle interest. store. I'm pretty sure Amazon Video operates on the same licensing as Kindle, where you can just go through a distribution company. Which here, leads here. me to believe, like, why did the distribution company, assuming there was one, just be like, oh, yeah, we're only going to put this. That's like that's like nowadays releasing a record and being like the only place this should go is the zune marketplace well to be fair there was also a dvd copy and I, maybe they assumed that dvd was still like the, the majority still viable for this film like you know because <laughs> if you think about it people who are probably gonna be most interested are like people who are interested in jfk assassinate assassination stuff so like people who are 50 plus hey dom i'm really disappointed the zune marketplace is no longer a thing I wonder if there was any like um, exclusive stuff on the Zoom marketplace. Oh my gosh! It it died December second, twenty sixteen, the day before my birthday. Like recently, you killed Zoom. Well, okay, Google if there was anything exclusive on the Zoom marketplace. <laughs> exclusive. I'm typing with one hand because I'm holding a microphone on the Zoom. Slightly different setup today, so if there's slightly any audio, different setup, I broke problems, my desk. I broke my desk, and I don't want to put everything don't back together. Don't talk over me. What? <laughs> Are there any audio problems? We apologize. Don't talk over me, Dad. <laughs> You're not my real dad. Okay, so I think that the distribution company was Echo Bridge Home Entertainment. Also, Zune Marketplace introduces exclusive Fania Records, which house such artists as... Hector Lavio, La Lupe, Celia Cruz, Ricardo Rey, and Bobby Cruz. So one would assume this was probably a Spanish or Mexican label. The more you know. Let's talk about the bystander theory. Also, I just want to point out, this this film is not rated. It doesn't have a rating? No. It says... <laughs> I love it. Not rated, and then underneath, like, it has like a line, and then underneath it says, Adult Situations, Violence. There's and no just like look at the way, movie. look at the way it's written, and that little There's no little violence in little this movie. box, little box. Oh, they made this themselves. They totally made this themselves. Like look, look at the way they wrote violence. It's like stretched out and like super wonky. Why? Why, Dom? <laughs> because why did this happen? So my theory, not my bystander theory, as a okay, bystander watching this movie. Yeah, give us your bystander theory. Is that this movie was probably shot in like 2011? Because as we discovered watching, as I also <laughs> discovered when I watched the movie the first time, there's a scene where they go to a grave of someone who just died, and right. it says 2011. Now, usually in films, 
when someone just dies, you put the date that you were shooting, you know, you know, for convenience. Right. Sure. And it's heavily implied that this person had died somewhere in the last few weeks. So they shot in 2011 and this came out in 2013, which leads me to believe had JFK's uh, anniversary of his death not been happening, like the 50th anniversary, this would not have come out. Maybe not even been made. Who knows? <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Okay, so let's talk about this film a little bit. Uh, oh my gosh, hold on. What? I just looked up the Las Vegas Film Festival. Yeah? To look up the Silver Ace Award. Yeah? Uh, apparently, they got in deep water in 2013. Oh? For a different movie... The Silver Ace Award, an award given to select films submitted to the festival, has been rescinded for Landscape of Lies. While our intention is to not penalize the cast or crew, with recent information that's come to light regarding misrepresentations surrounding the film, we rescinded the award to maintain the integrity of the Las Vegas Film Festival. Keep in mind, this is next to a different headline from that year, U.S. Film Festival Cancers Award to U.K. Film After Tax Scam. Oh. This was the same year. They, they re-gifted the award. Maybe that's why this won the award. Or, it or, re-gifted the award to or, the bystander theory. Or is it that there's multiple winners? Or there's multiple winners. I like to believe they re-gifted it. I mean, that's the better, more fun theory, but I don't know <laughs> if it's the bystander theory. I don't know if it's the, oh, I see what you did there. All right, let's talk about the bystander theory. We spent the last 13 minutes discussing the front cover of the bystander theory <laughs> and the Zune marketplace. I mean, what is there really to discuss? I don't know. We're going to spoil this movie for you. Essentially what happens is a woman is is given the 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 house and possessions of her deceased a estranged grandfather that she did not know very well. There's really an unclear law sequence, in which case they say it went through probate, but also it was very clear. But also the will was very clear, which is was, like yeah. the opposite of what probate's for. And only lasted. I mean, it was only a couple weeks between the death and her getting there. Yeah. So, so like, they hand her over the keys, and then there's like this this town conspiracy where several people in the town know that her grandfather uh, and grandmother. We're fighting back and forth, and the grandmother was like, I'm going to go take a day trip to Dallas. And they lead you to believe that really that like either the grandfather killed JFK yeah, or something. Yeah, the entire film leads you to believe that they were somehow involved in some sort of assassination plot of JFK, that they are going to offer some theory given the movie is called The Bystander Theory. But what ends up happening is that over time, you know, the uh, protagonist uh, who owns a flower shop, flower shop lady. I'm just going to call her Shannon because I honestly can't remember. I'm just calling her flower shop lady. Okay. Um, she finds home videos, which is ironic because this movie looks like it was shot on home video. It really does. Everything is so overexposed. It looks like a daytime drama mixed with cash cab. But yeah, so she finds these home videos and they're that are, I say, I think are probably the best part aesthetically because they look like they're 60s they look videos. ish Yeah. Like the color looks right and everything. Yeah. But like she finds them. And it's like, oh, home videos, cool. And then they get stolen, and then it turns out that the grandmother was the babushka lady and, and who's been shown in various photos and other films. The Zapruder film, even, they talk about. Yes. And that she was shooting at an angle that would have shown more, I guess. Yeah, well, that's the weird thing about the babushka lady is that the babushka lady, for those unfamiliar, was a woman that was wearing a babushka, which is a type of scarf over her head. Think of like there Russian are, the, yep, stuff, right, there are several European. photographs, including 
and she's in she's in the the Zapruder film, which is one of the is the only film of JFK driving down the street in full, including him getting shot. Frame three thirteen. Uh, <laughs> back into the left. Back into the left. Oh my gosh, that is that that is actually the infamous frame in which you can see JFK actually get shot. Uh, but she is shown holding a video camera and. Uh, a, a reel-to-reel camera, a home video camera of some sort from the mid-60s. And there is no knowledge to this day of who the Bubushka lady was, what happened to the footage, if she was even shooting. It has never been seen by anybody. So this film took that opportunity to explain it to us. And it was this girl's grandmother. And the motivations of her going to take footage of JFK is not made entirely clear. She just wanted a day trip to get away from her angry husband. I, I guess so. I guess so. By the way, I like your socks a lot. I just want to point that out. <laughs> Thank you. For for our, our listeners, I have I never have matching socks and they're always crazy colors. Yeah, your um your left foot has a purple and red on the ankle and then it's like <laughs> like dark blue and light blue stripes and then the other one I see like dark blue and light blue on the ankle and then like black with polka dots and then the uh the toes are also light blue thank you we're really doing quality podcasting here it's really good stuff <laughs> i really like them where'd you get them uh the one on the left is from my girlfriend and the one on the right i have no idea that good socks thank you good sir uh, Go girlfriend <laughs> yes but she is yes this this uh this this film this, this, uh, I like how we just can't talk about this movie because there's literally nothing to say. But like we we kind of talked over the like the, the, so the plot is that um you know the girl the flower shop lady house is hers she explores it and then stuff kind of happens like she has a meet cute and relationship kind of with the son of the lawyer who gave her the house yes and then like the house is broken into and stuff. And they and don't then, take anything besides home videos oh, because yeah. somebody knows that the Babushka Lady film is somewhere in this house. But then we get introduced to the best character in the film, Seamus Fuller, and they just call him Shame because he's a shock yeah. jock and has those names whenever. Right. He's like nice Rush Limbaugh. Right. And so Shame then comes to the house. Like He's already been introduced at this point and everything. He's like, uh, I have been sent a letter that tells me that your grandfather may have had something to do with the assassination of president john kennedy and then that's his impetus for being there at the same time she's there because keep in mind this shock jock has a show that is based around conspiracy theories yes like alex jonesy almost yes and by the way to, to kind of talk about something else in the film real quick okay and this this is introduced pretty early on, like the second scene that this guy is, you know, conspiracy theorist and shock jock. Right. And the only one who is a fan of said conspiracy theorist is the only gay character in the movie who is also like super flamboyant and super stereotype. Oh, yeah. It's clearly a hetero man playing a very painful caricature of what he thinks a gay man is like. And like at first, it doesn't really come across like he says, like, girlfriend and stuff like that <laughs> girlfriend but then like he, he really lays into it like and he's also one of the only vaguely ethnic characters in this film because it's a very white film and yeah, like he's like was he, he's probably like jewish or something yeah he looked like he had some sort of middle eastern heritage uh, like, yeah look maybe maybe jewish yeah and, and keep in mind like like he is the only character that is not like like goes to the beach gets only gets sunburned <laughs> like, and like white whitey white white 
He's like, oh, I've dated a cowboy or three. I know how to use guns and stuff. Yeah. Oh no, I take that back. There's there's one more character of of ambiguous color, the uh, the seemingly Hispanic uh, hitman. the assassin of the uh, lawyer who gave a flower shop girl the house yes so uh, essentially what uh, you you wanted to go down a road with russell limbaugh did i you did oh yeah so like we were saying he's the best part of the film he is because he's a character yes he's actually interesting like again because it's like we have the gay guy kind of being jewish kind of being a character um, shock jock guy has an assistant who is black and is the only person of color. Yeah, the, the only person of definitive color. Like, like you can that tell we, what their ethnicity is. Yes. That is not white. Yeah, and it's like this is Texas, the heart of Texas, probably. <laughs> yes, and in a way, it's like they're trying so hard to be progressive and stuff. They're trying really hard. Like the screenwriter really tried to do stuff. But they created the shock jock character, and that was pretty much all they had going for him. Yes. And so he comes to the house when she's to when she flower shop girl is there, and he's like, I have evidence that something happened. I want to investigate. Why is he like a drunken, like, why is he just like murmuring? Does he just show up like day drunk? Is he just like stumbling into the room? Just <laughs> marbles in my mouth. I wish. What, that would have been a better what is that impression even. of Daniel Day Lewis? I don't know what his name is. What's his Brad name again? Leland. I don't know why I called him Daniel Day Lewis. Brad Leland. Like He's the only morning. name. Brad Leland is that his name? Yes, I love him. And he, it's like <laughs> he is like his character is like JFK assassination flashcards and stuff. Yeah, he has flashcards. He like teaches the girl like, what is this? Is this the the Texas theater or whatever. Or what type of gun it is. Yeah. But bu- bu- he has one for the babushka lady, which is her grandmother. And, and keep in mind, there are multiple points in this film, including literally the last scene at which they hint at showing you their fake babushka film and then never show it to you. Oh yeah. They just cut because off. keep in mind, the reason that the babushka film is coveted is because it is a dead on view and a close view of Kennedy from a different angle. It's from the opposite side of the grassy knoll, which is potentially interesting to conspiracy theorists because mm-hmm. it would give you a better angle to see where he was shot and where the bullet came from. And you would think that in a movie called The Bystander Theory, entirely about this mystery woman, the babushka lady, that there would be some sort of theory as to what happened to Kennedy. And there's not. Because there's nothing in this movie about it. It's a bad Hallmark family drama no, that happens no, to have. No, 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 no. Hallmark would look at this film and say this is too this is too unprofessional for us. <laughs> okay, because so, again, this it's looks worse like, than a bad Hallmark family drama with vague ties to JFK. It, it looks like a daytime soap. It does, and it is lit. Uh, just the lighting is so bad. The music is so bad. I'm sorry. It is. Yeah, I had various analogies. There are times at which it feels like they pirated the Fire Emblem soundtrack, but I realize that's not entirely fair to Fire Emblem. Yeah. And Fire then there's also times songs. there's also times where they like took the music that plays in the really sappy scenes, like at the beginning and the end of Saving Private Ryan when he's wandering around the grave sites. Mm-hmm. Like that might have been pirated from it. We're oh, just, by the way, that's another thing. We couldn't pirate this movie. I'm gonna say that on air because it was unable to happen. Like this movie trying to get it in every way possible before I even was able to check the Microsoft store because we found that on a fluke. We went on the pirate bay and it didn't even exist there. I which mean, is surprising. 
I just like like if you've seen this movie, please email us and let us know. Yeah, please just, let us know why. Please let us know the like, like well, how, why, and what you thought. I really would like to know. So to let us delve into the thoughts of some other people before we continue down the road of JFK and the bystander theory. Uh, oh my gosh, can you watch it on Amazon Video now? Oh damn it, this movie is currently unavailable. Huh? But. There is an IMDb score of 5.7 out of 10, but if you scroll down the page, it doesn't actually have any user reviews. But does Amazon? What? Does Amazon? There's only Amazon reviews, right? Ooh, there are Amazon reviews. There are, but what I'm confused about is it just arbitrarily gives it 5.7 out of 10, but there's no reviews. Based on how many people voting. Oh, are they just voting but not writing? Yeah, it says that they're below the big number. Those bastards. Okay, so we go to Amazon. It has 29 reviews and... How many stars does it get on the uh, Amazon? 3.3 out of 5, which is really high, I think, for this. I mean, you know. Carol. Do you want to know what Carol had to say? Tell us what Carol said. An unexpected gem. This was a very interesting film that deals not only with the Kennedys, assignation... Fascination's hard to spell. But also relationships, trust, and perseverance. Wait, you could spell perseverance, but you couldn't spell, like, assassination? Okay, I'm moving on. I won't say much more than that because it would easily, it would be very easy to ruin this film with much information. I really enjoyed the mystery and intrigue. Watch it. Another one from Jay McGinley, a nice Scotman. Uh, View it for what it is. I say is because it was in caps. I have to give this film an A for effort. Had it been beneficia- had it been the beneficiary of a high-budget, big-name stars, an experienced director, and some tinkering with the dialogue, it would have likely been a fairly decent success. Tinkering. I disagree with that. Um, I disagree with all these people. The Spellbinding, movie- a wonderful surprise of a film. Do you, okay, question. Do you think if we looked up these last names on this, how many of them do you think would be in the credits of the movie? I don't know. Check. Like at least a third of them, right? Um, See, this is this movie commits one of the sins that I have personally for film writing. Okay, where is the dialogue is so generic that if you took it out of context, it nothing would change. Nothing would change. I think like, what I said when we were watching this movie was it was like they got like a like like fridge magnets for screenwriters, and there's only like a hundred different phrases you can use, uh-huh. and they just kind of started assembling them together. Like there's the first scene in the flower shop. There's a bit character that's talking on his phone, and he's like, and it starts off like, "Well, I forgot. Well, I'm gonna be late. I love you, honey. Bye." And even the scenes about JFK are like very, very generically written. They don't give you anything. Uh, I love this one review. From D from D C. Wow, wow, what a what a name. D E E C E E calling you out. Maybe I missed it, but had I known this was a movie versus a documentary, I never would have ordered it. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh, they thought it was a documentary. That's funny. You know, I'm I'm looking I'm looking at your um framed picture of your dog Zoe, and I miss my dog Zoe too. Is and... that really how boring this movie was? That we're just looking at things around my room right now in my apartment and like just discussing them. It's, it's a nice picture of your dog, honestly. Thank you. She has a gorgeous dog. Yes. Very interning theory of what could have happened. There wasn't a theory. My dog's also very beautiful. There was no theory. <laughs> like that okay, I also remember it as we were talking. Like they don't like close the whole flower shop thing. What do you mean? Because like Part of the whole thing was that the flower shop lady, her shop's going under because she can't pay the bills. 
And that's right. her like impetus to go to the house, maybe sell it or something. And then they don't do anything about it. Like the flower shop is just wasted. Like just is in the wasteland of this movie. Is it going to live? Is it going to die? Well, I would assume it will live because she can now sell this house. But... And, there's now, and they now have the footage. Because keep in mind, we, we, we're missing one of the largest plot elements of this film, perhaps the only thing that's remotely interesting about it, yeah. which is the son of the, of the old lawyer that gives her the house and apparently helped work this through probate, even though it was a very clear will. I digress. Um, the son knew about this, as did the dad, and they were holding it away from her, and then the dad decided he couldn't do it any longer, and he was going to tell her. So the son sent his vaguely Hispanic hitman to go and kill his dad and push him down the stairs. So the maybe. dude, maybe it's not really clear. It never really shows it. And keep in mind that this is all happening while this son is also wooing and sleeping with uh, Shannon, flower shop um, lady, with fl- flower shop lady Shannon. Can we talk about um, the scene where they go on a date? And they go to the theater, like the commu- like oh, this community is smooth. theater. This is smooth. I should do this. Like I should invite. Like I, I already have an established girlfriend at this point, but I can re-invite her on the, show, you have an on the date. Girlfriend. What on the show? You have an established girlfriend. On the show, she's fake. She doesn't <laughs> exist. We only talk about her on my program, so people think I'm not lonely. <laughs> Best girlfriend, we love you. It's okay. I'm sorry. You can't feel my tears on a microphone. Tears on a microphone is going to be the name of my next album. But <laughs> <laughs> like, go on, go on. Oh, but I, I, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to invite her to a concert and it's going to be like an empty concert hall with like three people in it because that's really all I can draw. And then I'm just going to be like, hey, I have to take a phone call, babe. And like walk out and then like appear on stage. And then just start singing really badly. Start singing really badly. <laughs> because the guy was a horrible actor. And- because he takes her to a local theater. Yes. For a night on the town in some random small town in Texas. And then and he, he was, goes to yeah. take a phone call really suave, but it's a fake phone call because he shows up on stage, which means he kind of just left her in the audience alone just to like, yeah, look cool. Yeah. Actually, now I think about it. It's not that suave. It's kind of a dick move. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. Like, she—he's a lawyer. He has phone calls that take a while. You know, I don't know. No, I don't mean that. I mean, like, like taking your taking someone out on a date, then going up on stage and performing for what, like, realistically, an hour and a half, two hours, while they're sitting there alone. Now, that's true. That's kind of a dick move. Like, people go to things with other people. (laughs) Okay, we digress. This guy's no longer as suave as we thought he was. Realistically, though, she has a better relationship with her ex. In this movie, yeah, she has an ex ex husband in this movie for no reason. Like, there's that, no, never there's, he about. doesn't establish anything in the story, but he's just really, really friendly and seems to just like she's clearly not moved on from anything in her life because she's a perpetual mess. I'm just assuming that the movie doesn't give me enough backstory to provide that, right? And he's just there and he's just kind of helpful and kind of like flirty and nice. Yeah, like she he helps her figure out how to set up the old film camera to look at the film the. Look at the home movies. Right. And he's like, oh, I also do uh, sewer line plumbing over the phone, too. Ha, ha, ha. Our marriage ended in crippling depression. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, the, the, <laughs> funny thing, the funny thing I will say about this movie is that for, like, the low-techness of it, like, yeah. like it's still amazing to me to, to have films show just, like, text messaging. Like, like like actual text message like interfaces and like graphics, you know? Yeah, even though they're like iPhone 3Gs in 2013. 
Or 11. Or 11, depending on when they shot this film. But, like, just to see them hold, like, the camera to the phone, and you're like, oh, you got a message from this character, you know? Right. Or, like, oh, that guy has, like, Excel open on his Mac. <laughs> right. And it's not, like, just, like, green screened in or anything. It's not, like, a fake internet browser. It doesn't exist. Yeah, or it's, not, it's just, like, not clearly not Photoshopped on or whatever. Right. Like, that's still impressive to me. Because so many films do that. That's true. Even big budget movies. Yeah. It's just, like, just... just put it on the screen like yeah make it the, I agree. the best you can so essentially this guy kills his dad because there's the, sh- uh, the, the, the the son of the lawyer the, the guy who was the community theater guy who, right he goes and kills me. his dad because there would be it'd be really cool if there was some sort of like meaningful motivation for this but there's really none he just wants to sell the tape <laughs> because it's worth untold it's worth amounts. untold amounts uh and there's really no motivation for him besides that uh and then of course our shock jock figures out what's happening. Uh, well, actually, he doesn't figure it out. Someone comes and tells him. The assistant yeah. at their law office comes and tells him. Yeah. So he actually really didn't have any major revelations. Well, in fact, was... the only revelation he had was a photo of the dad at the assassination, which was not the there for the reason. The grandfather, rather. And she was not there for the reason that he thought he was there. Where'd you find this? Google. Google. Because he's he's a real sleuth. Uh, he's, he's worked as a newspaper reporter, and he's worked uh, for the CIA, and he's uh, oh yeah head of the neighborhood watch or whatever. He's head of the neighborhood watch, which he's, which is which is the pinnacle clearly for him. He's been as around. He emphasizes he's been around. Yawning because this movie. It's also like one thirty in the morning, listeners. But also, this movie it killed my inner child. Like my inner child died tonight. <laughs> I show you so many movies you hate. I love it so much. I know. <laughs> but in any case. He kills his dad over it. He finally gets the tape, and then there's this weird, like, hostage sequence between, like, him, the shock jock, old mm. Julian Assange. Uh, literally. It's so, like Julian Assange, but old. Yeah. It looks like Julian Assange, but old. And then Julian Assange, but old, gets knocked out. It's just her, the shock jock, and the dude. And then she throws it into the flames. It um, looks like bad after effects. or just... Like, really bad after effects of, like, the flamies on, the like, the... The Except on <laughs> um, the, the flamies <laughs> inflaming the the real the real and then also wait I just realized something is what? there any resolution as to what happens to the son no he held them all at gunpoint and killed his dad yeah there's no I just realized that this movie is so bad that the only remote thing of note in it never gets resolved but like it's funny that they like they've they have like that fake effect on the reel. But then like, it shows it actually burning. Like in a closer shot. Yeah. Like they could have burned it. Yeah. Do you think that do you think they messed it up and they had to like reshoot? Or just coat over it with that orange stuff? Oh, it's so bad. Okay, but then there was a second reel. Yes. Right? Like, Apparently. The funny thing though is like they were re showing some of the footage from before. Clearly. Yeah. So we can just buy a second reel, sure. So yeah, there's a second reel, and she ends up finding it. Her grandmother is dead, and but her great aunt is alive. But her great aunt is alive in a really stupid scene that looks like it's shot in a cash cab demo sequence. And like you're, you're like they're sitting in the back of the car, and like it's this weird like driving Miss Daisy sequence where you can't tell if the like the the driver is finally the second person of color in this movie. And like um, it actually looks like like a reality show. Shot. It looks so bad. It looks like it was filmed on a GoPro. 
like, then finally they go to like this like weird public park where <laughs> forest preserve <laughs> like a forest mark? preserve slash like public park like a field of some sort. like a field but also a park but also a forest preserve it's yeah really ambiguous but <laughs> it's not entirely clear but there is this unmarked perfectly preserved grave with recent flowers on it and also a tiny little box presumably left there by her now deceased grandfather with for, a note in it for who knows how long yep but then there's a note in it right uh elizabeth oh her name is elizabeth that's right her name's elizabeth it says shannon elizabeth <laughs> he forgot it too he also put shannon <laughs> elizabeth i'm very i'm it says elizabeth i'm very proud of you ben and that's all the note says and then there's the other like a real. full piece of paper too so it's like very little thought was put into this he note. just like he wrote it out very nicely in pen and then it was like okay and then there's a second reel and it shows you like 10 seconds of their fake babushka footage and then the movie ends yeah because they didn't have the money, probably, to actually recreate it. Looking at their babushka footage in the film, I'm like 80% sure it's a Zapruder film, just re- like reversed. No. Like, like I think they I think they turned it. I think they actually flipped the footage. The Zapruder film was farther away, though. You sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay. And I, 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 I think it shows like it might be flipped, but it, it does show, I think, a closer shot of some Maybe sort. Maybe they just zoomed it in. Maybe. Because for those unfamiliar with the babushka lady, kind of went over this a little bit, but we did. But I actually want to get into what people think there might have been. Yeah. Uh, essentially, there were public hearings over this. One woman claimed that she was a babushka lady. It was later discovered that she was not. But regardless, her accounts were used for Oliver Stone's JFK because Oliver Stone really doesn't care whether or not, uh, which we're going to get into at some point on this podcast. Eventually, yeah. Uh, she is last seen in photographs walking on Elm Street. Neither she nor the film may have been taken, yet has been positively identified. No photograph with her in frame captured her face because in all cases she was facing away from the camera or had her face obscured. Um, this was of interest for the FBI, though they claim they could not find her. Uh, despite a request to, by the FBI to local photo processors if they would have any interest in taking pictures or films of the assassination. So that wait, what? The FBI went to local photo processors in like the 60s and they're like, do you want to help us with photos? That's so quintessentially 1960s. I love that. Did, like, did they ask them to like see if anyone comes in with one? I just imagine them like in Walgreens, like <laughs> at Walgreens in the 60s. Was Walgreens around in the 60s? It was. It's been around for like 100 years. Uh, so yeah, I've been around I, I wanted to delve years. a little bit into what people thought it might actually be on it. And they don't really know. They think that it might have been a different angle, which could show you potentially a bolt coming from a different area. Well, the movie says the grassy knoll is what it shows. That shows the grassy knoll, which might give you a different vantage point as to potentially being their other conspirators or another shooter, etc. Right. But... Uh, no. It really <laughs> feels like somebody, I don't know who, but somebody had the idea... You know, let's try to make a movie about Babushka Lady. And that was their start. And then somebody came in and was like, well, let's make a family drama. Yeah, it it was like an ABC family drama. And then somewhere along the line, the family drama took over. And the JFK stuff while there is not the starting point. Well, it kind of is, but it's not. Because there's like, no theory that's ever identified. Like, ever. You, like, you could take the 20% of JFK stuff out of this and still have a movie. Sure. It could just be anyone getting killed. Or anything, really. <laughs> yeah, it could film. be literally any event. 
doesn't have to be filmed. And the way it's, it's like, written, you really wouldn't have to change much of the dialogue either. No, just put JFK and just put like Prince in there or something. Prince? <laughs> this is how Prince was killed. Sure, yeah. Too soon? Am I going to get emails? <laughs> just blame me for it. Okay. Uh, what else do you want to talk about with this movie before we start to close down our conversation? Um, nothing. It's bad. I like your David Bowie books and your Warcraft books. Okay, we're just going back to admiring different parts of my apartment. So this is the point at which we're going to tell shut us down about the your, podcast. Tell us about your penguin on your top shelf there. That's not a penguin. It's orange. The orange penguin. It's not an orange penguin. What is it? Have you ever seen a penguin that's orange? No, but it's a stuffed animal. Yeah, its name is Pepe, okay. which I now realize is a racist fl- frog. But not at the time, probably. Not at the time. No, its name is Pepe, and it's a tiny little bird in World of Warcraft that sits in a little tree, and if you go and click on it, he sits on your head. That He's should adorable. be that should be our like um our screen grab for this episode. Just like <laughs> just Pepe. Yeah. Because there's literally nothing else to put. We could just use the same stock photo of that they used of JFK. I also like that you kept a bottle of Coke with your name on it. Yeah, it said bread on it. With yeah. two T's. Oh, we're we're wrapping this down. Um Dom, tell us what we're watching next and why. So, because JFK has so many movies, there's just so many JFK. Endless movies. movies. It's just like a lot. We're going to watch a documentary next called Virtual JFK, and it explores what, what Vietnam would have been like if JFK had lived. Okay. So it's like the opposite of the fake documentary we watched, which Death of a President Bush. about George W. Bush Death being assassinated. Yes. Cool. And it's an actual documentary, uh, like, a, like a what-if documentary instead of like a oh, fake docudrama okay. thing. Cool. And, you know, Death of a President was fine, but, you know, the variety and- Double headers are fun. I'm down the clown. I'm down the clown. All right. If you want to go ahead and watch along with us, you can do that again. Next week is going to be virtual JFK. Next week? Well, like when this comes out. Next time. We're probably going to put these out every two weeks. Whenever our release schedule is, which will be very clear by the time these actually come out, you will receive virtual JFK and you can watch it with us if you would like to go ahead. And of course, you can email us and you can email us at silverscreensandpolitics at gmail.com. Just make sure you tell us everything we did that was wrong, everything we said, everything that offended you yeah. or frankly was just entirely unin- un- as equally as uninteresting as this film or just just, you know, or that you saw this film. In yeah. Which case, here's the thing, like, I don't even care if you tell us like how or why. Just email us and be like, I saw it. Because we really believe that there's like that we are within probably a thousand people have seen this movie, at most a couple thousand, like honestly, yeah. Because there probably some people had to have seen it for the film festival. Like, who's gonna go on the Microsoft Store and like look for this? Right. Who's gonna know to look for this there? (laughs) I don't know. We found it on accident, like the fourth page of Google. So we'll catch you again soon. Thanks for being with me, Dominic. It was fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Brett.